Hello, Awaken Live. We're back. Um, we're doing a marriage series, and this is our second one. So I'm just going to ask a question, and then I'll have you answer first. Um, what are some of your go-to communication tricks for conflict? Oh, boy. Well, um, I think that for us, um, the first thing that comes to mind is just that we um, – we just always talk things out like right away immediately. Um, we just make sure that there's never any, anything that's um, like simmering for any amount of time. I think that's the most important thing about, you know, conflict is, is very natural. You're going to have that no matter what, but mm -hmm. if you, um, the problem becomes when conflict goes unresolved or communication um, is, is repressed and, and kept down and, you know, two people aren't, aren't talking things out that's when actually things become you know very very bad very quickly um lots of bad things happen lots of wounds can happen just bad habits um everything so i think of all the things we do that's probably the most important thing i think is just um and it's kind of strange i don't i think that we probably sometimes over communicate i mean we'll just have a fight right in front of whoever's sitting there um if you're over for dinner, you might, you might get a show, but, um, yeah, that seems to be probably the thing that is, um, the best for us. We just make sure that we never go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. Like we just have, we have those discussions, we get them over with really quickly and, mm -hmm. and they're just kind of done. So that, that sticks out in my mind as maybe the, the thing that is, that really kind of defines our style of dealing with conflict for mm -hmm. sure. That it's just quick and, never holding anything back, never holding anything, um, never just kind of waiting and letting things, you know, build tension and build pressure. Yeah. I think what sticks out to me is some of our little quirks that we do that just diffuse the situation. Um, like our little slap of the hand. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, when we know that we're doing something wrong, but we don't want to admit that we're sorry, that would make me a little bit more than anything. But yeah, I think that that's what sticks out to me the most or when we um, call a bad mood, like if I've just been really cranky or you're really cranky in the day, we get to call the bad mood. And I just think those are the, like just little things that diffuse the situation whenever we're mm -hmm. really yeah. heightened. I mean, I think you got to, we got to explain what you mean, like the hand slap things. So, yeah. So it's basically like if, if one of us, you know, it's kind of more about self-awareness um, on for on both of our parts, but it's, you know, it's, it's that, you know, if, if one of us is cranky walking around, um, you know, not being kind, not saying kind words, just kind of like grumbling around, just, you know, just overall not being pleasant to be around. And then, you know, the other one calls them out on it. It's like, Hey, knock it off, you know, whatever. Then we just kind of have this thing. Yeah. Where it's like, we'll, we'll quickly just put our hand out. And it's kind of a way of really quickly saying sorry, and then the other one. Just and usually, I hit it way harder than that. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. but yeah. <laughs> just a way to really clear the air really fast for us, and it's an acknowledgement from the person who's being cranky acknowledges that they're uh, being not very fun to be around, and then the other person just kind of quickly says, "Yep, thank you for saying sorry. Nice, move on." Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just kind of makes fights that could be a really big deal or not talking to each other all day kind of just nipped in the bud. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And um, then the bad mood thing is really just, I get to call 
the day if I'm having a bad day or you get to call the day if you're having a bad day. And then the other person just has to have grace for you, extra grace, because you're at least admitting and being vulnerable saying, hey, it's just a bad day for me. And so then that gives that person just an extra dose of grace for for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, and I think it's not necessarily those things have to be your things, but those are just what work for us. Those are the things that we have learned to develop in our marriage to diffuse conflicts, really. And what is your way to diffuse your conflict? How do you diffuse your conflict? And figuring out what that is, I think that's more of it than using exactly our tools that we use. Yeah, probably so. Um, um, The next thing that kind of, I think... um, sticks out is that we, we've always tried to, um, uh, take the position. We try to really quickly get to the, get to the perspective, I should say, where, um, we're both fighting on the same side, Mm -hmm. um, and trying to tackle whatever the issue or the problem is. I mean, at least for 99, 99% of of fights are usually, you know, there's something else going on. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's rarely really one, you know, the husband against the wife, the wife against the husband. It's most often, you know, a problem between you that you need to bring out into the light and then both try to solve together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that that's um, the way to get there too, is you first kind of, you first have to start with the perspective that, you know, when you choose your spouse, you are, you are choosing the whole person and you are um, you don't get, get the luxury of saying, well, I, you know, I love 85% of Tiffany, but this last 15%, it, you know, I want nothing to do with, and I'm going to just try to destroy that part of her, that part of her that is, you know, we all have our, our dark side, our, um, you know, fallen, wounded, insecure, angry side, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is. And I think you first have to start with, um, if you both are coming from the place of understanding that when you marry someone, you're, you're marrying the whole person, you're marrying the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And, and you also have a good and a bad and, and you have, you have blessings and you have curses and um, everyone's dealing with something. And so I think if you, if you understand that, and then you, you also with that knowledge, you then also are, are looking at, you know, whatever I can do to help you um, grow and, um, deal with your own insecurities and deal with your own, uh, wounds or issues or anger or whatever. And, and by help, I don't mean, you know, point them out and judge them and eradicate them. I mean, work with you to work, um, work through those things. And you, you do that with me. Then that's, again, that's us coming back to being side by side, um, working through problems, whether those are, problems that come from from inside of each of us or those are problems that come from you know the kids or how to raise kids or how to deal with you know friends family job work money food whatever um, and if you can have that perspective then you, it really quickly just disarms the tension mm-hmm. in a lot of fights because every you know you both just kind of realize that you're focusing on working a problem together Mm -hmm. and that just that removes a lot yeah i remember clear back to even when we first started getting married you would always talk about um being on the same team and anytime we would in a fight or a big fight and it just was going in circles you'd always pause and say hey we're on the same team remember we're on the same team and that would 
honestly just kind of circle us back to that we're fighting for the same goal, Mm -hmm. no matter what we were fighting for. And I think that really helped us a lot in our communication and conflicts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think also something that you always are really good at doing is kind of bringing humor to it. And even though I think it ticks me off and I get really mad when you try and make me laugh in the middle of a conflict, Mm -hmm. I think it diffuses the situation enough that I realize it's really not that big of a deal. And I think I'm a little more serious. So you bringing that lightheartedness is really huge for me just to kind of be like, it's not that big of a deal. And honestly, you're going to have fights and you're going to have conflicts and you're going to have days that just aren't working with each other. So having things that diffuse it, like something that makes you laugh or things like that, I think is really important. Yeah, I think so. And I think that um, kind of along those same lines of like, you know, owning the whole person. I think that's another thing that can kind of come out in in a relationship is, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird because, you know, no one no one would willingly say like, I want to marry somebody exactly like me that thinks exactly like I no, do. That'd be boring. Yeah. So I don't think, I think everybody inherently knows that's not what they want, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, when you're in marriage and, you know, just kind of naturally when that part, when that other person is coming at things from a different point of view and when they are um, just looking at the world through, you know, a different lens and they are just acting differently than you are, then you are, we almost try to like fight that in each other. And Mm -hmm. if you, if we can instead back up and, look at um be reminded maybe of, of just why we fell in love with that person and why we um want to be with that person uh, and if wanted to be with that person in the first place you know what i mean by that is that you know we remember that we look at the world this way and for instance the way that would work for us is for me i'm very live in my head i don't you know i i'm five percent emotional and 95 percent logical uh most of the time and I, I look at problems intellectually and how do i solve a problem how do i work a problem and um i'm just uh, you know very objective um not not very idealistic not super relational uh whereas you are ultra relational mm-hmm. in everything you do then also fairly idealistic mm-hmm. and you look at things um through the the lens of the heart and mm-hmm. and how things work relationally how things work idealistically you know you live in the world of should a lot mm-hmm. like what should we be doing right mm-hmm. now and i don't at all so while those things can you know rub each other the wrong way at the same time if you can see like that's why I married you is because you compliment who I am mm-hmm. and I compliment who you are. And so if instead of looking at, you know, when your partner disagrees with you as a, as something that's negative, but instead trying to see how your combined points of view actually point to the right way, mm-hmm. it, like that's, that's the power of, of real like lifetime partnership right there. Is yeah. if, if you can do that. Um, Mm-hmm. And so that again comes to like owning the whole person and, mm-hmm. and, and who they are, you know, um, and being humble enough yeah. to say my way isn't always the right way. Mm-hmm. And what can I learn from your way? I think that takes a lot of humility. Yeah. I think that it, it does. And then striving to learn from your partner mm-hmm. and, you know, <clears throat> I think like we've talked about the Enneagram mm-hmm. for us, um, has and that's been helped us a ton. really powerful, mm-hmm. which, 
you know, for anyone who doesn't know, that's uh, the Enneagram it's called has essentially nine different personality types and they, um, you know, there's three different called triads. And so there's three different types in each triad. You know, there's the heart types, the head types, and then the instinctual types. And, um, you know, the first premise of the Enneagram is, is that, that is super helpful is just that, you know, however, I'm kind of thinking about things. If I'm a personality type five, um, you know, there's eight other ways uh, for humans to look at the world and to, there's eight other motivations, uh, core motivations that people can have. And um, that alone just sets the tone for uh, a lot of self-awareness and a lot of just awareness that just because I see things a certain way, um, there's a lot of other ways to look at things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think the Enneagram has helped us a ton in marriage because where I think you, I get upset and push you away is when I'm feeling unloved and not connected to you mm-hmm. as a two. You being a heart type. Yeah. Yes. And where you get really upset and get frustrated is when you feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and just knowing that, and I think we kind of figured that out through the Enneagram, just knowing that has helped us when I'm upset, you not to take it as personal as personally. Well, and you and all, you also to know, you know, be why, yeah, yeah, why I'm upset more instead of just attacking you and lashing out at you. No, oh, wait, I think it's because we haven't had time together. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you having that and being like, oh, which you've always really been good at, I think even before the Enneagram, really seeing the bigger picture of what's going on. So when I'm lashing out and I'm saying things that are not really kind you're always able not to take that so offensively and just kind of be like, Hmm, what is really deeper here? And I think that's a, that's a huge gift that a lot of men probably could struggle with just because they don't typically think that way. They think more just very factual. Um, but you really look deeply and go, huh, she, she's really acting cranky. What's really going on. And usually being the helper and being the two, it always stems back to not feeling connected to you or not feeling loved by you. And you're uh, able to really trace that, which really diffuses fights as well. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think that, I think we're both fairly good at that. I think again, I, I know I keep saying it, but it's that kind of like that individuality in, in a partnership and, and knowing and accepting and actually loving uh, the whole person. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which is again, big, like, you know, valuing, valuing who you are, um, and those parts of you that, um, that you're so good at and naturally good at. For instance, you know, again, you being a heart type, you so value the relationship with our kids and time with me mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, and, but that also means that you're not super good at other things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of those things, some of those things you're not good at could really bug me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I only looked at the negative instead of really looking at at the positive of what you know the way you spend your time with our kids and what kind of um, dividends those will pay, that'll pay in their lives and in our relationship to them mm-hmm. over the years, you know that's that's huge. So me just be having that awareness is big, and you also having that awareness with me that yeah, there's a lot of things I do that are probably eccentric and kind of you know, that are weird to most people, mm-hmm. which is fine. But, um, yeah, you, you always look for the value in them, in what I do. And I look for the value in what you do. Mm-hmm. And again, that also sets us up for a more, if you, if, if you both value the differences, uh, in each other, 
then it's just a lot easier to have uh, disagreements um, that, for lack of a better word, or just ha- just have a mutual respect mm-hmm. of, um, you know, because again, I think we talked about that. That's like one of the problems in relationships is when is when one person just feels like they like what they should what they think should just rule the house and um you know that's not a partnership that's one person um you know one person fighting to have everything they believe uh unfolded and and lived out in a household Mm -hmm. and then if that's happening then that means that the other person whether that's the man or the woman is is being repressed uh fully and Mm -hmm. um that's not a that's not a healthy marriage. That's not something to strive for, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we definitely have different roles in marriage, but both um, the man and the woman should be fully expressing who they are and living their life, um, living a life that they are comfortable with and and as happy as can be with. And um, both people should support one another in that. Mm-hmm. I th- we think mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's that's another interesting thing along those same lines that's regarding conflict you know that's another thing that we've we've noticed there's usually so back to the enneagram you know there's there's definitely different types of personality and those different types of personality have different re- relationships with conflict mm-hmm. and uh, there's some of the the types um are just great with conflict and they're totally just game to get an argument or get in a fight and just, you know, they will go towards conflict. Which disclaimer, I think you and I both probably are more like we go towards conflict a little more. Yeah. I mean, I've had to grow towards that. I did. Wasn't that. That's true. Yeah. And then there's, um, and then there's some, some of the other types that are completely uh, averse to conflict and they avoid conflict at all, you know, at all costs. They've kind of just learned to move through the world in a way where they avoid or minimize conflict. And so then when you get, you know, two people marry, marrying up and, um, most of the time there'll be one person who's good at conflict and the other person who is, um, who avoids conflict, um, you know, it's that there's usually an imbalance there in some way. And that can lead to a lot of problems because, you know, the person who likes to fight will pretty much always win. And the other person will back down and shrink and become small and become enabling and, uh, you know, a multitude of other things. But again, that just, that's just setting the tone for an unhealthy, um, just relationship, uh, period a foundation. You, it's hard to have much of a relationship when one person wins all the battles and the other person's heart is being repressed and essentially kind of dying over time mm-hmm. uh, or resentment or contempt is being built up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that's maybe another thing we could say is, you know, if, if uh, to bring in that self-awareness that if you are that person who's great with conflict, then you need to kind of bring on, uh, and your partner is not, then you need to maybe mine that out of yourself where you are, you're the one looking to your partner and trying to bring out um, what their real point of view is. Like if you're the one who can win any, any battle, then you need to, to make a safe place for your partner to be able to um, express themselves and, um, and unfold them a bit. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the flip side, that person who um, doesn't like conflict and avoids conflict and think, thinks that you're doing, you know, um, your marriage a service by, by avoiding that conflict, you know, that's, I, I would say, you know, you're not, you know, you have to 
a healthy marriage takes two people. A healthy partnership takes uh, both perspectives, you know, being represented in the partnership. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you're if you're that person who doesn't like conflict, you have to, for your for the sake of your own soul and your own marriage, and especially your own kids, you know, your kids need both both perspectives from both parents mm-hmm. being lived out in a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to find your voice and to stand up for yourself and not in a disrespectful way, but just make sure that your voice is heard or you won't, it, it's, it'd be very difficult to prevent, you know, just massive amounts of contempt and unhappiness and all just myriad of different problems, uh, relational problems that, that will come, come up from that. Um, yeah, I, I think that kind of still goes back to just being able to being humble, to being able to grow and learn from that other person. And somebody who I am very strong and opinionated, it could have been really easy for me to think that my way was the right way and not learn from somebody like you, who is a little bit more quiet in your opinions and reserved in your opinions, like you'll give them, but only if asked. And so the fact that we were both able to humble ourselves and grow from each other, I think is what makes it so that not it's not lopsided. It's not one person speaks out more and wins the battles more and the other person is just kind of suppressed. But it, it, it's a team. It's a team effort. We're, again, on the same side. But you give me a voice and uh, then I also learn from you. And I don't think just my way is the right way. And you've always said, you know, you can win the battle, but lose the war. And that has always spoken mm-hmm. so much to me. And kind of in that same regards, like if you are somebody who's really strong and opinionated and always wins the fights and you can win any argument, you may be winning, but you're losing the war. Of you're the losing, heart. Yeah. You're losing their heart. You're losing your relationship. Mm-hmm. You're learning trust. You're losing trust. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, it's, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not worth it to be right. And to, uh, hurt and and continually beat down, um, you know the heart and the the will of your partner, the part person who's supposed to be alongside you in life. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there's that's maybe the issue even in 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 a lot of circles of Christianity is just you know that the husband is you know such the leader and you know there, we definitely have our roles to play, but that you know a husband leading should, in my opinion, never mean that a wife is you know is um, that her opinion is ever second rate or mm-hmm. put aside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, two voices in balance should be mm-hmm. um, leading a family. And that's, that's what's worked for us for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think also in conflict, I think one thing that's really worked well for you and I is um, going towards each other. We just always, go towards each other. We don't shy away from what we have to talk about. We talk about everything. You're literally my best friend. There's not one thing that I think I would tell somebody else that I wouldn't tell you. And I think that has created such a foundation of trust that has really made it easy to be able to communicate and be able to have conflict and really trust each other's heart because we just constantly are moving towards each other. Yeah. I think that that sounds right. Yeah. So what are the core values you have built your relationship on? Hmm. Um, I think that 
That's a hard question. I think that, you know, what comes to my mind is probably growth. Um, mm. Like we kind of along the lines of everything we've said already, but, you know, grow, growth has, has been big. That, in other words, that we are, we, we understand are self aware that we are flawed humans and that, you know, we have the humility to know that, you know, just like we thought we knew everything when we were 20. And by the time we were 25, we thought, we, yeah. you know, we figured out how much we didn't know. By the time we were 30, we, we knew we knew even less, right? Um, we've got that humility to know that and hold our current opinions lightly. Um, but then always be striving to learn more, to grow more. And I think importantly, to grow together, mm-hmm. which, um, which I think, again, that I keep circling back, but, you know, just that individuality mm-hmm. of owning the whole person mm-hmm. gives you. Yeah. I think that's something that's really important is letting that person be their individual. I think that's something that as I've, as we've grown in our marriage, we've allowed, I think that's something maybe I struggled with back in the younger years, but allowing you to be Jeffrey, which is as an example is like in worship, you're more stoic and reverent and I'm more charismatic and a little bit loud. And I think it'd be really easy for me to judge that in my younger years, but I think we both learned how to just accept the person and the individual person that we are and allow us to be individuals. We're not extension of each other. Although we, you know, are partners and we're teens, we are still individuals and there's still things that, you know, is different and, and that's okay. And just really, like you said, owning the whole person, going back to that. Yeah, I think so. Growth and growing together and mm-hmm. committing to, to that is big. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that um, I think those two are almost together, like growth. And then, like you said, individuality is, is kind of another thing of being, you know, two parts of a whole, but being our, our own person and each other and each person supporting that. I think that's another, it's another pretty big tenet. I Mm -hmm. think, um, and then maybe the last one would be just like the, um, the commitment we have Mm -hmm. to each other that I'm not sure everyone, everyone has as Mm -hmm. much. Um, you know, when we got married, we, I think we, we were blessed to feel that, you know, we, picked the person that we were supposed to be with and we've never, we've never faltered from that. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's let us with that. It almost like locks us in a cage in a way, which is funny, <laughs> but and that's a weird way to put it. But you know, it, what it means is that there's kind of like, there's never like the only way through an argument is to work this out with one another. There's no scenario where we, uh, just or you know where we're starting to work walk towards the door right mm-hmm. yeah that just never enters our mind no. on each side and so i think that you know that commitment lets you be real mm-hmm. and it lets you be honest mm-hmm. and it lets you be yourself mm-hmm. because you're not in there's no insecurity that you're going to leave or mm-hmm. that i'm going to leave or yeah. that we picked the wrong person or any of that stuff like there's none of that and yeah. so it sets us up to push through anything mm-hmm doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Like Tanya and Daniel's kind of story is never give up. And I think that that is so huge for marriages is you always 
keep going. You just keep fighting for your marriage. You keep fighting for your relationship. You never give up. And I was always taught growing up that divorce was just never a word that was ever allowed to be used. And I think that that's really bode well in our marriage. It's, it's just not on the table. It's not acceptable. It's not something we say in arguments. It's not something we even throw out flippantly. Like it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not something we say. And I think that that's the same line as we will never give up on each other. So then it allows us, like you're saying, just to really trust each other and really be free with each other and know the fight is just a fight and it's not, you know, what's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. what's this going to happen. Yeah. It just makes us really have that trust. Yes, yeah. That commitment. I think that's a big thing. And I don't know how the people that don't have that necessarily, I'm not sure how to help them get that, except that when you can like, if you start with the place where you are, um, it's like if you've if you've had a rough road so far or whatever, and but if you just kind of go back to the beginning and say, "Look, like I commit myself to you, you commit my, yourself to me," and um, you know, again, like the only way, the only way that we're moving forward is together, mm-hmm. then that sets a tone of just cooperation. Mm-hmm. That um, that if you don't have that, and if you have a plan B, even in the in the furthest reaches of your mind at all. Um, if that, if you have that, where like, maybe I'll leave or whatever, or that almost like, um, you know, that self-destructive kind of a thing that Mm -hmm. people can sometimes have where they are causing fights in order to make the person leave or what, you know, whatever, any of, if if all that stuff is gone Mm -hmm. and if there's no option for that, then it's amazing what two people can come together and actually figure out together and Mm -hmm. what kind of cooperation that they can kind of come to Mm -hmm. when, you remove all the other crap and it's not yeah. there. Yeah. Um, all the other options and all the other kind of immature um, ways of dealing with, with uh, conflict in that way. Like mm-hmm. when you get married, you know, you, you fully and full tilt commit to it. Yeah. And if you do that, you, it just, it's, a, it's a far more of a downhill slope. Every argument is a more of a downhill slope because mm-hmm. you're both trying to walk towards a goal yeah. instead of holding anything back. Yeah. I, I remember, I was talking to one of my friends um, when they first got married and I had said, you know, the first thing the enemy tries to say to you right after you get married is you made a mistake. And I think it's kind of the same lie that he used in the garden. He can't get you to believe that God isn't real to Eve, but he tries to convince her he's not good or that it's not right. And I think with marriage, it's you made a mistake. This isn't the one, the one. And if he can get you to believe that lie, then it's all lost. And I think that that's something that I really, I think we both fought early on. It's like, nope, this is who I chose. This is who God had for me. And we're going to, we're going to push through this and we're not going to allow that lie to stick. And I think that's really helped us just continue to fight well, I guess. I think another core value for me is our intentional time. Mm. I think we make a point not only for you and I to spend a lot of intentional time together, but also to have intentional time with our kids. What are you looking at me like that for? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So we just have a lot of intentional time. I think we didn't maybe necessarily have that a lot before when we had younger kids as much, mm-hmm. but we've made a point to have more intentional time now and make sure we get dates and make sure we, have intentional conversations. And I think that's one of my Mm -hmm. core values that I love about us. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, overall, with those two questions, I feel like, you know, the theme was, yeah, like, understand that the person, you know, first of all, when you got married, you, you, you committed to that partnership and to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you need to do that wholly and fully and anything you're holding back, you need to just, you need to get rid of, or there's no hope. If any time, if there's that, if that back door is even cracked open at all, um, then you will, you will always be fighting the battles that are for your marriage with one arm tied behind your back. Um, and then uh, just as much so just knowing that, yeah, that the person you married is a person and the more everything that you do to invest in their heart and in who they are, you're, you are going to reap the benefits of, um, because they're your partner and they're, they're half of you and they are the mother or the father of your kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, you know, from those two questions, that's probably how I would sum it up. And mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's it. Thanks, Gabe. Well, we'll be back with more questions next week. See you guys.